2: Uh Blake won't let us dedicate the football season to Will Muschamp, and I don't know why. Mm-mm. Um you will see Will Muschamp on the sideline for the Georgia Bulldogs this year. And uh Will is very, very animated on the uh on the sideline. And he's got a little Jolie Dunn in him. Oh, so uh yeah, you'll see Mustchamp early. Actually, some of you will tune in until it's probably the beginning of the second quarter. But uh Georgia plays Oregon to start the year. And I think that's a 18 and a half point spread or something. So, you know, we're expecting a blowout, but uh, we'll see what We'll see what Will Muschamp does. I, I doubt Oregon even scores. If I had to guess, um, they hired Georgia's former defensive coordinator, and usually when that happens, you can't score. So I, I don't expect Oregon to roll out, you know, a good a good offense. Uh, I'm not even sure how good they really were under Mario Cristobal. Uh, Yikes! So Dan Lanning, That's most right. of our listeners don't know who that is, and yeah. I don't blame them. Uh, just because he was overshadowed by Kirby Smart. Um, Dan Lanning was the defensive coordinator at Georgia the last couple of years, and he was part of their national championship team. He was part of the defense that couldn't stop Alabama through the air um, until they finally lost their third wide receiver of the year and in the national championship game. Jameson Williams. Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't stop Bryce Young from playing pitch and catch in the SEC championship game or the first, Quarter or quarter and a half of the Natty game. And uh, Dan Lanning is now the new head coach at Oregon. And Georgia and Oregon will play first uh, week one, Labor Day weekend. That's right. And Will Muschamp will be your defensive coordinator or maybe your de facto defensive coordinator. Will likes to rub his belly uh, for play calling signals, kind of like Joey Dunn. So that could be fun. We may have some fun with that. Like what are the most fun, you know, Mike Leach has some weird stuff that he'll do too. Um, as he's looking at that little piece of paper that looks like he picked up walking into the stadium
0: you know, it's funny that you're talking about that because I watched the Texas A&M-Mississippi State game over the weekend. It was on SEC oh, Network. Oh, did you? From last year. They're, they're going through like the Did you top. chart it
2: for us? Yeah, right. Because if you don't, you're not a real sports talk radio I'll leave guy. that.
0: I think uh, our midday guy, Matt Wyatt, does a better job of breaking down those, he does. those plays than I he would. He does. So I'll leave that to him. Okay. Um, but uh, he, it. they made the joke in the game, and it is funny how Mike Leach's, Play calling sheet looks like a cheat sheet you would use in college. And Jimbo Fisher's play calling sheet looks like the menu at the Cheesecake Factory. Right. It's like 38 pages. Ruby Tuesdays. Half highlighted. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's when you know you walk into a
2: bad restaurant. It
0: looks like what you would need to... I don't uh, need six
2: pages, brother. It
0: looks like what you would need to run the logistics for a national trucking company. Yeah, Like, like it looks like the data you would need to set off a rocket ship. That's <laughs> that's what Jimbo Fisher's offensive play calling sheet looks like. Right. Mike Leach has a note card. It's got, it says, pass left, pass right, pass deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all his note cards.
2: Oh, goodness. That's great. Um, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Your SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by uh, Miskelly Furniture and Miskelly Sleep Store. We've told you about the purple mattress uh, from Miskelly Sleep Store. I love it. You'll love it. If you try it out at any of their seven locations. But also think about this right now with football. Um, Recliners may need to upgrade for football season. Bar stools, among many other things at uh, Muskelly Furniture and Muskelly Sleep Store. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're excited to have MRA football, Mississippi State football, and New Orleans Saints football. On ESPN 1059, The Zone. 50,000 Watt FM, uh, the number one sports talk radio station in the state of Mississippi, one of the best in the Southeast. And uh, we want to invite you to hang out with us uh, Monday through Friday and also over the weekends. Um, we'll have games. You'll be going to some of you, you know, you'll have uh, youth soccer and softball and baseball and volleyball and, you know, all the different things that you're doing, um, Cub Scouts, all that. And so you'll be roaming around the area. Uh, I remember when my kids were little uh, on Saturdays, you'd go take them to get donuts and all that kind of stuff. Right. And they'd get it all over them. But so by the time you got back to the house, um, Wilkes looked like he had bathed in them. Um, and, so those are things we want you to keep it on the dial, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're going to do um, some good shows and and get our act together um, with some really good programming, and we're excited about that. So uh, good morning, welcome in. Here we are, uh, not but a week and a half away. Some of you will be heading up to Startville and Oxford on Thursday, uh, many more on Friday, and many more on Saturday. Uh, Blake, what time does Ole Miss and Troy play? Uh, I think Mississippi State-Memphis, is it 6.30? I'm sorry, Memphis at Mississippi State. And the uh, Troy, to say it the right way, is Troy at Ole Miss. It'll be 3 o'clock. Okay, great. 3 o'clock. Great. I so guess that's the SEC network. We may be game. taking a boat up to Oxford and Starkville with but, uh, the weather.
0: Yeah, that is, you know, that Anybody will be got interesting. a boat that we can just kind of head up 25 or 55. Will it be raining? That I don't believe that will affect either. Well, say that. Memphis, I guess, in theory, is a good enough team to beat you. They did it last year. Ole Miss will win over Troy, but it will be interesting to see if the weather has a factor in that offense and how it looks and how two unproven rookie QBs essentially – perform we know we expect Will i mean will rogers at this point should be able to handle playing in some bad weather oh but, yeah but he'll be fine the two rookies in in oxford i'm already calling it they're gonna
2: boat race memphis
0: they're boat racing
2: yeah yeah they're gonna boat race memphis
0: and arizona
2: step into the world of power loyalty
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I'm not sold. I that think Memphis, so. I'm not sold that Memphis isn't the better team than Arizona.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I think that they're going <laughs> to handle both. Okay. Yeah. I do. After the last two years of not being able to handle it, I mean, they've had some big wins at LSU, at A&M, at Auburn, North Carolina State, Kentucky, but not being able to really work anybody, um, I think they'll have a little bit of that. Uh, Ole Miss has had that capability, one, because they had an NFL quarterback, too, because of some other things, but, uh, yeah, I expect them to, uh, I think they're going to take care of business in week one and week two. I think they're going to be able to throw it around like they want, and their defense will be. I mean, their defense wasn't good last year. Their defense will be much improved. Now, has Zach Arnett become a better play caller? Oh, I don't know. I don't hang out with Zach Arnett. Not that I wouldn't. He seems like a nice guy, Um, but his red zone defensive scoring efficiency numbers, which are very very important, um, went the other way. Uh Uh-uh, regressed. And, um, so you hope that, uh, Zach did some things in the office, not just that he's going to have more talent, which he does, but also that he becomes a better play caller. Because let me tell you, man, it's never been a more coveted skill or talent in this game than being able to call plays on offense and defense, you know, back when it was a, a generic vanilla playbook, not so much, although, Maybe I'm discounting it. Even if even if even though the game was played between the tackles and you know in a box still yeah, you know, I guess you were the better play. We just didn't track it in the 8 70s, 80s, Correct. 90s. Yeah. But I mean, I guess yeah, better play callers did work other people. But this day and age, now that we're we're playing sideline to sideline, uh you will get worked. And and then it it does come down to what you do, Blake, in the inside the 20 on either side of the ball. I mean, that's where you make your money. Yes, that that's that's when you prove, you know, I am really, really good at at what I do as far as offensive or defensive play calling, or I'm just kind of lumped in with with all the others.
0: How many times have we pointed to that in NFL games or college football games where teams would get down and then get bogged into the red zone and not score touchdowns? That's the difference. But when you get down there and score touchdowns, that's on the defensive coordinator. So, I mean, it, it, either way, like you said, it makes the game in those 20s. Yeah. Seven versus three is a whole different ballgame. Isn't it? Whole different ballgame.
2: Out of bounds, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by your next John Deere tractor. John Deere, America's tractor. Uh, Ag Up Equipment. It was Mississippi Ag. It is now Ag Up. Ag Up Equipment. You can hit agup.com. Find a uh, location nearest you. There's one in Canton. Ag Up Equipment in Canton. Ag Up Equipment in Pearl. Then there's another 17 locations. John Deere America's tractor for your and you're going to need some work after this rain managing your land, your farm, your hunting camp. John Deere tractor Ag Up Equipment. Let Kyle Fulcher and the team at agup.com and agup equipment take care of your family land farm and hunting camp, agup.com. And real quick, Blake, shout out it's Waffle Day. Waffles! And Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue has chicken and waffles. Oh, love it. They have fried egg and brisket waffle, which that sounds, sounds amazing. That sounds crazy. And then they have Belgian waffles. And they also, on their kids' breakfast, they have uh, chicken and waffles. So, you know, you can B3 in Madison on Main Street, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, B3, several... um, Waffle
0: options
2: mm. on National Waffle Day.
0: That takes me back to my college days when I was at oh. LSU. When I was a freshman at LSU and I lived on campus, I had the dining plan, you know? Yeah, sure. And a the cafeteria, you could go in at any time that the cafeteria was open, and they had the waffle machine that you could make waffles. Oh, yeah. Right? And they would have fresh fruit on the salad bar. I bet bar. that was a blank show. They'd have fresh fruit on the salad bar. They had an ice cream, you could always get ice cream. And then they also would do fried chicken strips for lunch or dinner. So I would go in and I would make waffles, and I'd have I'd go get chicken and I'd do chicken and waffles, or I'd get fruit and do like fruit and waffles, or sometimes I went crazy and I made I got ice cream and I did waffle with ice cream. To me, that's that's kind of ambitious. Well, I mean, the waffle is uh, you know a blank canvas; you can kind of do anything on it. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Well, they make the, they had good fried chicken strips. Okay. So I would just take, I would go get a plate, get a couple fried chicken strips, yeah. make my waffle, and then just put I the would two have together. let
2: you. Let's say we had been buddies. Yeah. Okay. I would have let you make the waffles. Yeah. And then I'd have gotten some chicken strips
0: and joined in that. Yeah. 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 The, well, the waffle there was always a line to make the waffles. See, I'm not ha- going to wait in a line. They'd have like three or four of the waffle makers. Yeah. In there, and I mean, not, and not I don't like think I would have been line. able to work it. You know, it reminds me of the ESPN.com
2: article on John Elway yeah, down it, in Mobile. The same machine at the Senior Bowl.
0: same exact machine. And
2: they they meet John Elway at like six a.m. coming off the elevator because they're doing a piece on what it, uh, the life of a general manager in the NFL. It's
0: not glamorous.
2: No. <laughs> and so he's he stayed at a Hampton Inn for eighty nine ninety nine, but he got his Hilton Honor, honors points. And and he comes down, and, and this guy I don't remember what writer it was is is shadowing john elway that day and elway can't figure out the waffle maker in in the hampton you know they they have that kind of continental breakfast thing absolutely it's god awful but but uh and so he's trying to flip the thing over and he can't figure it out and and it's really funny
0: yeah i mean it a that's it's a great insight into general manager life it's not what we always think it is um magic johnson michael jordan have found that out right <laughs> they stayed Derek, a week and a half yeah, Derek jeter Hold on, magic was like y'all y'all want me to get what? here early this is late this isn't showing up at halftime and playing golf what, what? what, what is, what's going on here and jordan was like hang on how am i supposed to how am i supposed to
2: scout players in eastern europe yeah and also i want to
0: play 36 and he does he plays 36 holes a day which is insane yeah uh, I think the the waffles thing is funny. Uh, it they're not they weren't hard to use. They were great. So that I, that made me laugh. That today's waffle day. It made me think of my freshman year of college at LSU. Yeah. Um, I want to jump into this article on the athletic about coaching tears. Why well, I thought I was having fun doing it, something else. But all mm-hmm. right, let's do I it. I mean, we can. But uh, here's why: because this news broke yesterday after our show that Nick Saban is coaching until I guess Jesus comes back. He got an eight-year extension. Eight years, $94 million. He's now again the highest paid head coach in college football, jumping back past uh, his counterpart, Kirby Smart. Kirby's now at $11.25 million a year. Lincoln Riley, $10.5 million a year. Brian Kelly, $9.5 million a year. Nick Saban's now at eleven point seven. He's underpaid. Oh?
1: Big time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: What he has meant to the University of Alabama, um, to Tuscaloosa, economic development, tourism, academically, I told you, remember the Wall Street Journal article Mm -hmm. several years ago talking about how they, since Saban had taken the job and the success that that they had, they had not one, but like two full-time recruiters in New York. Mm -hmm. And they had kids even, you know, on the east and west coast who wanted to go the university of alabama i think they had more road scholars uh than not road scholars excuse me uh national merit Mm -hmm. finalists finalists, thank you Than any other university mate i don't know it was was a multi-year stretch and you know more 30 plus act the list goes on and on so he's made their engineering business liberal arts whatever sciences better um, they've been able to raise more money academically around him because of his success. He is way, way under. You said 11 point something? 11.7 a year. Okay. All right. And and so we know that that Nick Saban has no expenses. So obviously he's living right. I think they have structured it now to where these guys have created their own S-Corps or whatever, and they're able to get a lot of the money in pre-tax and not just um, – as a W-2 and so on. But the bottom line, Blake, is he's worth every bit of, I would probably say somewhere between a minimum of 25 and $30 million a year for the University of Alabama. Now, the hot take. can a philosophy professor understand that or an English lit professor or, you know, whatever?
0: No. But uh, Nick Saban is underpaid. He now is under contract until February of 2030. I wouldn't put it. How, what'd you tell me he was now? 75. I believe that's correct. Okay. 74, 75.
2: Um. So that is now. If you take care of yourself, that's now like early. Oh, excuse 60s. Excuse me.
0: 70, 70. Okay.
2: So he's basically operating as a as a mid to late 50s person. Yikes. Um. And it's funny, I saw a video on this recent over the weekend and and he takes care of himself. He's got a great diet. You know, he doesn't drink or smoke. He's on his feet all the time. Th- those are all good things. So I would not be surprised if Saban goes another six, seven years minimum. Well, he's under contract. So that for would be eight eleven years. point let's round yeah. up twelve million, plus he'll get bonuses. You know, I mean, he's looking at another ninety million dollars minimum from the University of Alabama.
0: His extension was for ninety four. Okay. Ninety four million over yeah. eight years. Yeah. Um, he will get paid this year. This is an incredible tweet from Darren Ravel. Um, in state tuition, room and board, assuming you didn't get any scholarships, right? If you were just a, a person in state of Alabama and you wanted to go to the University of Alabama for this year, mm-hmm. it would cost you twenty six thousand three hundred dollars okay. to go to school for a year. Got it. Nick Saban will make $29,300 every day. Hey, he's worth it. <laughs> Nick Saban could put 365 kids through school. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. With, with, because he gets paid that every day. He gets paid tuition every so, day. Uh,
2: man, the guy's uh, just a, a remarkable run. Yeah. All right.
0: So the reason I brought that Let's up. Let's
2: go into the tiered coaching. Yeah. yeah. On theathletic.com today, there's an article and obviously Saban is number one, or one A according to them. Then they have a bunch of one Bs. Um, I I disagree with some of the one B's. Uh they have Lincoln Riley there. Um Lincoln Riley is not uh has not proven that he's a better uh head coach than Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, Mike Gundy, for example, who are not in this one B level. Um Ryan Day walked in Ohio State, Yippity Doo. <laughs> Um, it was already, you know, ready-made and built to be successful. He's in the 1B tier. Uh, Luke Fickle is in the 1B tier. He's done a good job at Cincinnati. He has. Nobody cares. I get it. Um, Jimbo Fisher is in 1B. We all know it. I think if we can, uh, one plus one equals two, we know that, uh, you know, Mike Gundy, uh, Mike Leach, even Lane Kiffin now, uh, because of what's happened with with Lane rebooting his career and his his approach and his path, he's an excellent coach today. Um, yeah, and Harbaugh. See, I, I don't think Harbaugh is any better than Mike Leach or or Kiffin or Gundy. He's just a bigger no. Look, it, there's a difference between bigger names and also coaching at bigger brands. And and so you see a lot of that in tier two. You have Leach and Kiffin. Here's where I thought they really swung and missed. Hugh Freeze is in tier three. Oh, and there's no question that Hugh Freeze is in tier two.
0: Well, some of the names that are ahead of Hugh Freeze in tier two would be Mac Brown, laughable, uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State.
2: I, Matt Campbell's done an, a, a, a yeah. super job at a, in a play in a remote rural place that is very difficult to win. And he has elevated his players and developed his players. I give him tip of the cap. He's a good football coach. Dana Holgerson, at, no way. At Houston is no ahead way. of Mike.
0: Uh, he's, of Hugh he's not even. He's not even. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's one that was really
2: interesting it's like, to me. That's like that's like the difference between a steak
0: at Waffle House and a steak at Kessler Prime. <laughs> hey, don't take shots at Waffle House on National Waffle Day. Okay. Uh, David Shaw is in tier two ahead of Hugh Freeze. Uh, Shaw is not tier two. He's tier three. Especially not ahead of Hugh. Like no. when you compare
2: what he the have in. done. Jim Harbaugh left him an amazing situation. And it's
0: gone downhill. And he's gone downhill. Correct. That's what That was surprising to me. Yeah. He's gone downhill. Uh, here's the one that's in tier two that people around in the SEC uh, landscape would love to know. Mark Stoops is a tier two head coach. Now that's an interesting one because I do think he's good. But is he better than Hugh Freeze? No, he's not even close.
2: To better than Hugh Freeze. I thought that was an interesting one. It's like going and getting a uh microwave dinner uh in a box from a grocery store compared <laughs> to go to going to Bravo Italian restaurant and bar tonight and and eating their special
0: yeah you know you're you're not wrong that tier one 1B- Hugh freeze
2: say what you want I mean I know pe- whatever people have had fun with the whole thing Hugh freeze is an off the charts yeah head coach Ridiculous how talented
0: he is. If he is. gets another chance at a program that could not necessarily win a playoff, but make the playoff, right? Because Liberty doesn't have that He's shot. He's going to Auburn. If he gets an opportunity to win it at a, at a level that's a top 25 program, I think he has every opportunity to be not only a clear tier two guy, but if you can keep it between the tracks, I mean, it feels, like, be fine. It feels like Freeze has a high ceiling.
2: I, I agree. If you drop him at Auburn, now you know what I've said. Drop him in the ACC. And get ready to get boat raced.
0: Yeah. There's nobody in the ACC that scares you this year.
2: No, I mean, you drop free. We've talked about Dan Mullen. Dan would fit great at UVA, Boston College, well, Maryland's in the Big Ten, but you know, uh, universities that are really good academically but also can find a little sizzle in football. You drop Hugh Freeze at North Carolina. You drop Hugh Freeze at Virginia Tech. You drop him at Maryland. Uh Oh, Florida State. If Norvell doesn't do it and they don't want oh excuse me, Coach Prime, then you drop Hugh Freeze at Florida State, it is on. He will work you. Big time. Now, if he ever goes out west to Arizona State, watch out. And I think you could win it like Colorado, too. You know, places that haven't won, but that have proven they could win. Um... Where else am I thinking? UCLA. Chip Kelly didn't get yeah, He can win at UCLA. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Purple Mattress from Muskelly Sleep Store.